All right, it's time for Philip Malloy. Uh, he's been coming in here for 14 years talking about movies. The movies, of course, Philip, in that 14 years have got worse. You believe, you think they have. Oh, indisputably. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're not like making movies like they used yeah, to anymore. Well, that, that's a, an old-fashioned uh, saying. <laughs> well, I no. I mean, this is a serious question yeah. because I know what you're going to talk about yeah. first, yes, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are they going to do? They're just going to make old movies new. Well, more and more, that's what's happening. Yeah. Uh, and they have these reboots and these remakes yeah. and these sequels. And um, I remember, I think it was David Lean, when uh, the American Film Institute was giving him a, a prize years ago. I, I remember he was almost like a, a head teacher, uh, the way he lashed into the likes of Spielberg and everything and t- told him to stop making sequels, stop making, you yeah. know, holdovers. Uh, but it didn't affect. It well, no it, the very point here now that mm. you're talking mm. about is they are going to make a ton of monster movies, but but monster movies and that have already been done. Well, okay, there's there's that as well. That, that okay, that's one point. But but as well, what they're doing is they're emulating um, what what's happened with Marvel Comics, Marvel Comics and Disney together. They created this monster, this um, this superhero universe, as they called it, and it was hugely, enormously now, George, absolutely enormously successful. Okay, and uh, so th- they've done that, and now what's happening is Universal is trying the same thing but with it's all in the 30s and 40s um, they were famous Universal was famous it was called the Poverty Row Studio at that time it's now a much more successful studio but at that time they were famous for the small scale monster movies that they made Lon Chaney Boris Karloff um, all, all these guys starred in The Wolfman Dracula Bela Lugosi was Dracula um, uh, uh, Frankenstein The Daughter of Frankenstein The Bride but of Frankenstein I want to ask you a question yeah. they're going to remake these movies mm. right now and George they're making them with big stars yeah you know Javier Bardem is supposed to be doing uh, Frankenstein uh, Tom Cruise and um, Russell Crowe are now doing The Mummy uh, uh, and uh, so it's, uh, the, um, the Invisible Man is supposed to be redone with Johnny Depp but uh, I ask you a question though. Mm. when I never watch them, but you know, I get mm. frightened at mm. horror movies. But but the people who watch these horror movies in the 30s and 40s yeah. kind of half believed them. Do you know what I mean? In, in we still believed in ghosts and all that sort of stuff. It's a, surely there's a completely different audience now yeah. who isn't frightened by Frankenstein or. Yeah, well, you might say as well that they weren't that, that they wouldn't you wouldn't expect them to be impressed about the by the comic characters that have played well, the, that's true, all yeah. these these Marvels, Marvel uh, movies, uh, but they are and it, uh, it's stuff I think like that they couldn't do before, uh, like the special effects. And that's what makes them now. That's what impresses people and especially impresses young people. Right. You know? But I haven't said that, though. Mm. I mean, they then remake Ghostbusters. I mean, is there no invention? Mm. Like, are there no great scriptwriters, directors, and, producers with yeah. invention? And, and, is Ghostbusters and, better and, than the original? It's okay. This is this is an all female version of Ghostbusters, by okay. the way. Okay, so uh, instead, and what made the original Ghostbusters for me 
was Bill Murray. Bill Murray as Peter Venkman, the cynical um, um, paranormal expert in it. And he gave it, I think he gave it its, its kind of eccentric, offbeat kind of charm. He, 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 he made it, he, made it uh, he gave it personality, uh, which I don't, I don't think this one has enough of. And what you had is you had Bill Murray, you had Dan Aykroyd, you had Harold Ramis, who has since died, and you had uh, Ernie Hudson. They were the, um, they were the, the Ghostbusters. And in this one, they're replaced by Christian Wig, Melissa McCarthy, Kate McKinnon and uh, Leslie Jones. The latter two in particular are ex-Saturday Night Live um, people. Um, and it, it, OK, the, the first half of it is, is all right. By the way, I was at it last night. I went to the half six showing last night in the Omniplex in Dunleary. And it was, it was about three quarters full. And I have to say, the audience didn't seem to know what to do. They didn't seem to know whether to laugh really? or what to do. Yeah. Um, but it's 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 okay. It's the, the first in the first half. Of it, it's quite funny, and and then it disappears. The laughter and the uh, the jokes they disappear altogether, and it becomes a big sort of special effects showcase. Again, yeah, again. Another so special you, you, effects. Uh, so we've the, these big sort of specters. We've seen them again and again. Uh, I think overall it's disappointing. Um, uh, I, I don't think. Uh, I don't think it's imp- and the thing is that they've decided already and it left wide open at the end absolutely gaping hole left wide open open for uh, the, the, the sequel people to walk through alright you know? okay um, you know I've discovered Channel 343 yes. with all these old movies so yeah. I'm watching Channel 343 and I'm watching movies for men as well of course you know mm. The Plunderers with Jeff Chandler oh, yes. he one armed or he has yeah. a broken hand yeah yeah I, I really enjoyed it, I must yeah, say. Yeah, I liked, I tell you, I liked in that the Mexican villain, John Saxon. Oh, he yes, was he good. was wonderful. Very good, yeah, yeah. But uh, again, it was, uh, I, I suppose, this group of this outlaws, wasn't it, taking over a town? Wasn't that what it was? Yeah. And the person who basically goes up against them uh, has is a, the one arm. Is the one arm guy played by Jeff Chandler. Right? All right, 53106. Oh, by the way, should we, could we just is say. your text y- message. Yeah, now, could we just say that if anybody wants to talk to us about the scariest monster movie that they've ever ha- seen or ever encountered, we're at. You've just given the number, 53106. Yeah, 53106. Tell me about your scary movies. I only saw one scary movie in my entire life. It was Alien, and I watched it backwards because I was so frightened. Alien 2 is really good. Is, no, Alien one Alien is enough aliens. for me. It's called one Alien. Yeah. Uh, Garrett says Penny Dreadful ha- had all the Universal no, Monsters no, and actually, was scary. I, no, no, actually, that's a really good point. Uh, what they did with Penny Dreadful is what they're now doing in, uh, on a kind of larger canvas, larger scale with, okay. the, with these Universal Monster movies. I'm much more interested. I don't care about monsters. I yes. don't care about Ghostbusters. I didn't see the. I, I know what seen, you're going to say now, though. I, I, you're, I know who you're much more impressed I by. haven't seen the original Ghostbusters, so I can't compare with oh, the yeah. present one. No. There was a, th- again, there was an, an original and then there was a right. sequel. Just sequel. tell me about Jennifer Lopez. Jobel. Stop uh, wasting yes, time. Yes, okay. She's, uh, okay, it's, a, it's a, a new series which actually starts tonight on Sky Living at nine o'clock. It's called Shades of Blue and uh, it's her first appearance, by the way, in, in a series drama on TV and she plays this character called Harley uh, Santos. She's an NYPD detective and a single mother struggling with financial problems. She's crooked, basically. She's oh, is she, she? She's corrupt in, in it, basically, yeah. And she works but is she still good looking? 
She, yeah, no, no, I've seen pictures of her and she's very striking. She has kind of curly hair in it, but um, anyway, she's... she's. But as, she seems to be more She's as well endowed as ever, George. She, yeah, yeah, but she seems to be interested in her singing and dancing career more no, than no, her acting she's, career. I, actually, I saw, um, uh, I saw an interview with her recently. She's very self-obsessed, I have to say, George. Uh, but she's um, okay. She has she has a fragrance. I think it's her ninth or tenth fragrance, and she has she dr- designs t- clothes. She has a residency now uh, uh, for singing and dancing in Las Vegas, um, uh, and she's one of the she's one of the, the the judges on American Idol in the United States. Okay. She's, she, she seems to be uh, she's she's a noted businesswoman, uh, so she seems to have an awful lot going. All right. Oh, lads, John Carpenter's the thing. Uh, divine, divine Oh, divine these are people with that's, scary yeah, movies. That's, that's Brandon, Brandon, and uh, Pennywise the Clown. Yeah, they're very good ones. Pennywise the Clown in and uh, Stephen King's uh, IT. That's from Etna. Poltergeist, gents, uh, Liam and Clantarf. They're good ones. Good, good choices. Uh, all right. It's Ghostbusters launch Sigourney Weaver. Is that right? Paul says? No, I, Ali, Alien, essentially. Um, All right, well, he says Ghostbusters before Alien. But anyway, mm. I, I, one of the things that I'm always interested in is a old classic series that yeah. you want to talk about. Where are we going this week? Well, this week we're, we're, we're actually going to one of my favourites of all time, I have to say, which is The Fugitive. Uh, Fugitive uh, ran from 1973 to 77, four seasons, starred David Johnson. It was based on a on a real-life um, uh, killing uh, by a doctor called Sam Shepard in Ohio, and he's supposed he was accused of killing his own wife. That's right. And, yeah, so that's what happened... Um, in this case, as you know, uh, Richard Kimball, uh, played by David Johnson, is accused of killing. And there's a oh, there's a great credit sequence in it. Do you remember the credit sequence? No. The name, Dr. Richard Kimball. Uh, the profession, um, medical doctor. And it, it, it's, 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 it's delivered by William Conrad. Remember William Conrad? The fat guy. Yeah, the fat guy. Okay. Oh, I remember William Conrad. Remember, he, he was a detective. Yeah. Why don't we play the music Hold from on, the, the music. future? Okay. Why don't we try that? Well, that, that brings me back. I got it. Yeah, sixty-three. Right? Sorry, sixty-three to sixty-seven. I, I stayed I, I, in for, for the that. last episode. And yeah, yeah. Well, the very last episode. Did you? Yeah. And I mean, that was historic because seventy-two percent of all people watching television that night. It was a night at the end of August, nineteen sixty-seven. Were watching that, and it, it held that record for thirteen years until the "Who Shot JR episode of Dallas. Remember really? that? Really? Yeah. And there, there would have been much more televisions thirteen yeah, yeah. years later. Yeah. Um, the 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 um, you usually buy these ancient box sets. Do, Have you yeah. bought the? Oh future? yes, oh yeah. Does I mean, it hold up? Oh no, really well. And what, one of the things about it was that only they, they they let it run for four seasons and then stopped it 
you know. Yeah. They didn't run it on the, the, until it was out of breath, like, you know. So uh, and it was it was generally well done. It was a Quinn Martin production. It was uh, it was actually developed by this guy called Roy Huggins. Roy Huggins developed Rockford and Maverick and Alias Smith and Jones and The Virginian. Uh, yeah. All these. Really and the movie was great. The to be the fair. Movie, yeah, no, no, the, the movie, movie was the great. Mo- and the movie, the movie did um, was is was one of the few real sort of cases of of a of a mu- movie yeah. that that moved from television now, to the cinema David, and worked. David Jansen was Doctor Kimball, right? Yeah, yeah. In the future, what was the worst movie he ever made? Oh God, the worst movie he ever made. Yeah. What do you what do you what are you thinking? John Wayne and the Red oh, Beret, yes, or the Green, Bur- no, the the Green, Green Berets. Yeah, that was a piece. That's a huge piece of propaganda. Yeah, perhaps, um, by a guy who you'll 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 testify re- refused to take part in the Second World War. Yeah, uh, but he was very. Um, he, he's a, a Wayne, and and I like John Wayne. I liked his movies. I like especially like the movies that he made with John Ford and Howard Hawks. He had a deathbed conversion to Jesus. Did you know that? I didn't know that. No, but he was yeah. especially he was a. Um, he was uh, uh, he was a right winger of the first order. He him, was yeah. him and Ward Bond. Remember Ward Bond? Yeah, he we said have he some should great... have married to Maureen O'Hara. Oh well, I, I don't know whether she would have gone along with that. Um, ah, she liked him. Anyway, sc- uh, scariest animal was Jaws. No argument. That's John in Dublin. Halloween best horror ever. Uh, Ghostbusters dull as ditch water. That's from Dan. Oh, the Babadook. That's a really good by an Australian director. One of the scariest films ever. Um, uh, why why uh, did no one see how great it would have been to combine the original cast with the modern special effects? That's um, uh, that's he's talking about Ghostbusters there. That's Alan. Well, what what happened was they were trying for years and years to get the original team to come back. And I think one of the people who was resolutely refused was Bill Murray. So they actually tried that to get the original team, but they wouldn't they wouldn't play along with it. The Ring was a seriously scary, scary movie. That's A.B. and Nina. Uh, please ask, Phil, can he recall a movie with John Huston and young Jeff Bridges? Um, yes, yes. Uh, young Jeff Bridges, uh, uh, a Kennedy story in the early 80s. Do you remember that? No. Uh, but I don't know any horror movies. I hate no, th- horror th- this movies. Is not a ho- this is not a horror movie. Title oh, required in order to order, in order to order a what? Frank and Cork, anyway. Um, I'll, I'll get that. I'll get that title. All right. I want to say something. A mm. listener says Channel 343 is TCM, Turner Classic Movies. Yes, yeah. It is not. Is Channel 343 okay. on Sky is actually called Talking Movies, and it's all ancient black and white movies, mostly, almost entirely British. Yeah. And I'm watching a wonderful one in the mo- moment, which is entirely in in a courtroom. It never stirs outside the courtroom. Look at the cast: Richard Todd, oh, uh, the, the fat guy. What was his name? Uh, Robert Morley. Yes. The judge was Felix Aylmer, and I was. And I, I, the, I have those, and you won't go along with this. I'd prefer Felix Aylmer than any to any of the others. I just thought he Richard had a, Todd was Irish. Richard, well, what does that matter? I'm just telling you. Yeah. Well, you can't talk there's, about there, an Irish there's, fella there's, now. There's loads of stuff coming in here, George. Fatal Attraction, so scary. Uh, William Conrad was Frank Cannon. That's what you said, didn't you? 
Did you say that? Yeah, Frank Cannon. Yeah. The original Nightmare on Elm Street, scary as hell and and unique uh, storyline. That's a good point. Uh, The Fog, scary as BJ. That's um, uh, Des. Scariest film ever, Seven. That's a good point, actually. Do you remember Seven? No, I told you. I don't watch horror movies. Seven was more a kind of gruesome thriller. I don't like gruesome thrillers either. Scary. There's an old English one called Day of the Triffids, Mark and Dundalk. Do you remember that? Oh. Oh, do you know who was in it? Who? He was in Dallas. Howard Keel. Howard Keel. Yeah. Dave Triffitt is fabulous. But from a great book. <laughs> book, yeah, yeah. Was, the yeah. guy who wrote yeah. that book, right, made a series, wrote about four or five <laughs> books, which were fabulous. What was the guy's name? <laughs> oh, um, um, George Reilly. <laughs> George George really watches some awful old tosh. I have no idea what you're saying. What are you George saying, really watches some awful old tosh. That's Oh yeah, I do. From, I from love old tosh. Mm. I really do. Mm. It was a very interesting one recently. It had an actress in it called Carol Landis. Yes. And I'm um, you know my book, the gossip book that you don't like. Yes. Where it's all the gossip yeah. about the actors and actors. Yeah. She had, was one of the ones who kind of came to a sticky end, age twenty nine. If she came to a sticky, she was married to Clark Gable, Carol Landis. Landis, L-A-N-D-I-S. Yeah, no, you're thinking of Carol, what's her name, who died in a plane crash. Carol, what's her name? Who's Carol? Carol, what's her name, who died in a plane crash. <laughs> the ex- Exorcist, the most awful, uh, well, that's uh, Anne uh, Wallace. Stephen King's Christine, well, I don't know, scared the hell out of me. Uh, uh, Ernest Borgnine and James Coburn uh, in in train mm. no <gasps> no Ernest Borgnine and Marty no I don't know what that one is uh, the the mist was a scary film Peter and Drahada. the mist was Carpenter wasn't it was it? yeah yeah, I mean, I never saw any of them. I couldn't possibly watch them. I'd wet myself. This is based on a Stephen King's King story be, as well. But you haven't told the fellow who, who wrote the book, Dead Triffitt. I read all his books. They were absolutely fabulous. Yeah, yeah. I want to ask you a question. Mm, yeah, go ahead. There was a famous fella got to the final of the 200 metres breaststroke in the 1952 Olympics, right? <laughs> his name was Wardrop. Had yeah. he anything to do with the Irish oh, film director? Well, that's interesting. No, I don't, I don't know whether he has or has or not. But um, so, well, Give me that again. He was what? He won. He was in the final of the 200 metres breaststroke in the 1952 Olympics in Helsinki. Well, Wardrobe, Ken, Ken, Ken listens to this programme, so yeah, right. hopefully he might So Ken Wardrobe is a, an Irish director. Yeah, an Irish director. And he had a, um, a movie a few years ago, I think it was 2000, 2009, um, called His and Hers, a documentary again. It was a big success. And it was about uh, these women, basically, of all ages, opening up about their relationships with men. So we just and pointed a camera at women talking about men well he got them together obviously you know and, right. and one of the one of his sort of great talents is is been able to get people to open out without uh, appearing um sort of appearing nervous or right. know, relaxed and uh, so what what's happened now is he's made another one called Mom and Me and it's set believe it or not in Tulsa in Oklahoma I know it's which, well which we're told is the manliest state in the Union Oklahoma yes yes in the Union and so oh 
Oklahoma, oh, where the wind comes rushing to the plains, and the raven oh, wings sorry, I said anything. sure is okay. when the doo-doo. Uh, and anyway, the, Gordon what, what, McRae yeah. and Joanne in Oklahoma. Je- Jennifer Jones. No, not Jennifer Jones. Jennifer Jones was the oh, one who yeah, played yeah, Bernadette yeah. in Fatima. No, she wasn't. You're getting, you're all mixed up now. <laughs> well, who? who that was Jennifer mi- Jennifer Jones who actually went on to be the mother in the Partridge family. That's who it is. I, I bet you $5 million <laughs> you're right, that you're her right, name you're right. is Jennifer Jones. No, you're, you're right, you're right. But Gordon McRae cured himself of alcoholism, which ruined his career, and he became a spokesperson for Alcoholics there, Anonymous. There we have it. It's John Wyndham, who's the director or the writer of the day. John Wyndham. Yeah. They're fabulous books. Yeah. They're fabulous. Anyway, just... just Carol Lombard, Lombard was married yeah, yeah, to yeah. Gable. Any, anyway, just uh, on, on, on uh, Ken Wardrop, um, what he did was he identified this talk radio host, a fellow called Joe Cristiano in, right. uh, in Tulsa, and he asked men to phone in on Mother's Day to discuss uh, the relationship with the women who brought him into the world and that's their mothers yes I'd be brilliant on talking about my mother (laughs) okay unfortunately the film is made and it's about to be released what you could say you're a pal of your man Wardrop sorry the Mm, director mm, mm. he'd make a fabulous movie if he got all these women in front of the camera to talk about their relationship with me he'd get some phenomenal stuff from women talking about me Starting with the lovely Ingrid and working backwards. The, the mind seriously boggles, boggles. It boggles and boggles I'm going to talk boggles. to Wardrop. Does he listen to the program? He does, yeah. Wardrop, listening to the program. <laughs> listen, Wardrop, here's a great idea for your third movie. So, uh, George and his relationship with women. Anyway, just to say that th- this movie, uh, Mom and Me, it's a kind of companion piece to his and hers. And it's I think it's a deeply Is effective it compa- companion piece. It'll be out on Friday and uh, it's it has a weight and compassion and I think dram- a dramatic power. And it's a, a documentary that is as, as good as any top class feature that okay. you'll find. You have two minutes left to talk about uh, the, the director who thought I was the best caterer he ever worked with. Who's that? Oh, Pat O'Connor. Did he? Yeah. You're serious? I did all those movies. Ballroom of Romance, Cal, oh. uh, Circle of Friends, all those things. Okay, anyway, uh, A Month in the Country, which was his second film um, uh, from 1987. It's been reissued in a double-disc Blu-ray version uh, in the past few weeks. I looked at it over the weekend, and I have to say it's grown in dramatic power and visual command since it was released initially. He was um, underrated. I, I've always thought, I've always thought that, George, that he was seriously underrated. I, have, oh, I thought he was yeah. a much, he started off by the way that people just so people can uh, place him he started off with Ballroom of Romance That's right. then this and then Cal and a, a whole series you mentioned he, some of the others Stars, stars, and, stars and Barrels food, food sort. but anyway this one A uh, Month in the Country is set in, in uh, Yorkshire in the 1920s just after the end of the First World War and it follows this kind of destitute World War uh, one uh, veteran and he's employed to restore um a medieval mural in a small country church and it's you might sort of say well so what but the, 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 the movie grows and develops and blossoms uh, okay. o- over a period of about a hundred minutes and uh, by the way the guy who plays Jim Carter the 
uh, the guy who plays Carson in Downton Abbey. He has a lovely sort of. Uh, All parking. right, just very quickly, the picture yeah. show six o'clock. Picture Saturday. show six o'clock Saturday, and our um, our our guest is Ethan Hawke. It's, uh, I'm delighted to say we had him, and uh, he from Dead Poets Society in 1989 to the remake of the Magnificent Seven, which is out here in September. He's built a huge career, oh, and right. he's really worth listening to. Very uh, entertaining. The Picture Show, 6pm on on Saturday, Saturday, where the stars come to talk. (laughs)